Brandon. Boom. <laughs> you're supposed to go no, this is good. how the beatles that make music yeah <laughs> so speaking of the beatles yeah we were watching well we've watched collectively three-thirds of get back just well, i guess it would be neither of us have I, seen i guess it. it would be three-sixths though because you've watched a third i've watched two-thirds yeah but i was saying we've watched three-thirds of it just we haven't seen the last third and yeah. i haven't seen the second third uh, yeah yeah um, so get back documentary about the Beatles making let it be. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah Although yeah. it's not even supposed to be for that. It's supposed to be, it was supposed to be for something just else. like a live in studio album yeah, yeah, yeah. recording. So I guess it technically is let it be, but they didn't really know that. Yeah. But then also what I didn't know is that there's another record after let it be uh-huh. that was recorded like the next month. Mm hmm. Because this is like it was recorded in January of 1969, and then like the next the the record following that, which I don't know what it what that one is. I forget. Is it Abbey Road? Yes, it's Abbey Road. Yeah, there you go. Um, That was recorded like in the end of January. Like some of some of it was recorded at at these sessions, and some of it was recorded in like February. Well, because it's funny because every time they would start playing something, you'd hear the song. Well, or like they'd start figuring out a song. I'd be like, wait, which album is that from? Because because they would play old stuff too. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And at least, because again, I've only seen the first part, but I would like look up and then like, there were definitely a couple of things that they did. And I was like, I don't think that's from this album. And it was, it was from, it was from, um, Abbey Road. So it's like, yeah, they hung on to that one. Yeah. But I mean, they, they went back to like the beginning, beginning, cause they were playing like the Quarrymen oh, yeah. songs. Yeah. 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 Quarrymen. Yeah. Playing some skiffle. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a skiffle band. Um, what a group. The one thing I liked that I saw, I was telling you off mike off pod whatever 20 seconds <laughs> yeah. ago that uh quest love must have watched it because he was like live tweeting it yesterday or whatever but he the one thing he really praised about it was like this is it this is what it's like this is what it's like in the studio yeah, yeah. is you sit around and you like play somebody else's song and you play your old songs and you jam on this thing and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you come up with an idea or like out of that comes up with another idea or something or yeah. like somebody's off sitting in the corner Mm-hmm. figuring something out while you guys are shooting the shit about something else. And then that becomes, let it be, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the, he, he just was really excited because he was like all these movies and TV shows where they're in a recording studio. It just makes it seem like it's magic. It's this magic thing. And somebody, I forget the analogy he made was like, Prince looks at a candy wrapper and all of a sudden writes a song in a minor about a Hershey's kiss. And that becomes the song kiss or something. I don't know by Prince. It was, I was like, I didn't get the reference, but I do, but it's, I mean, it's stupid, but you know but... what I mean? But, it, but that's the way that they make it seem. And especially in like biopics and stuff. Like if you've seen what's the queen one, Bohemian Rhapsody, like yeah. that's so first of all, that movie's bad, but I have not seen it. It's not great. It's don't, real cheesy. And then, but it's cause like the three remaining members were, executive producing and whatever well the two remaining members are producing is it two or is it three there's two george oh. george is dead as no, well. no no not the beatles thing the, oh. the bohemian rhapsody oh, i don't know i was i was talking about the beatles thing yeah, yeah like there's two and then and then also um george's wife i think mm-hmm. is a producer and i believe yoko ono is as well yeah makes sense yeah um i've been reading articles or at least like headlines of articles where like like Disney wanted to take out the swearing, but uh, Ringo and Paul were like, "No." Yeah, it's like okay, probably cool. It's like no, like just let it, let it be. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Anyways, um, this is 
episode 49 of the Two Tunes podcast where we mm. talk about Two Tunes. Yeah, and other stuff. And other stuff. I was listening to old episodes where we don't introduce ourselves. Yeah, you say that a lot. Yeah, I do. Because I'm, I'm always about a month I did behind. introduce. I, we sang our names. I know, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Each other's names, not yeah. our own. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go watch that documentary. I will. It's, it's I will good. Continue watching. I'll probably watch this. Well, I don't know if I have time. It's long. I had to watch the first. Oh I didn't realize God, the first part was so long. It's, so it's like long. two and a half hours. Like just the first part. It's kind of boring, but it's kind of like, well, this is how it is. Yeah. And it's good because of that. Like you, you. I could, was riveted the whole time. I yeah. just like I. I just couldn't. I didn't have the time to sit and watch it in in the for like a whole installment. Oh, yeah. So that's because why like I the first thing is like bit. two and a half, and the second one is like a little bit shorter, and the third one's a little bit shorter. Yeah. But they're all each each episode is over two hours long. Yeah. But they have sixty hours, I think, of footage. One hundred and fifty. I think. Oh, was it that much? Wow. It was a lot of stuff. Okay. But that, I mean, it makes sense because they were just rolling. All yeah. day, all day, yeah. every day. At least in the again, but, I've seen the first part. But some like of the week. things are just weird. Like, why is the shot just of his mouth in the microphone? Like, was that like who who made that choice? Yeah. Or was it like a bigger, uh, a wider shot, and then just like I really would just want to tighten in on. on I think I think they were just this. trying to be artistic with because it, it's because again they're shooting they're shooting for a movie. Yeah, but also that they were shooting so many hours a day. Yeah. And it's just these four guys sitting in a very tight, mm-hmm. like, configuration. Well, you only saw them at the one place. Well, that's in the, the same, sec- yeah. In the second episode, they move. Because it's funny, because all the, like, pictures yeah. and different things and memes and stuff I've seen, for the most part, are from... Are from the first one. No, from the second one, actually. Oh, like, where yeah. they're in, like, the proper studio and stuff. Yeah, Because yeah. um, I kept thinking, I was like, when are they building the studio? And it's like, oh, they're not, oh, they're getting there. They're going to figure that out. Yeah. Um. Oh, but I'm thinking. Anyway, back to my point of like why why the tight on the mouth on the mic. I think it's just because they were shooting for like eight, nine, ten hours a day. And At some like, point, you're just like, I don't know. Let's do this. Yeah. Like we got all these wides. We got a bunch of close ups. Let's go like real close up. Let's get it just on them. You know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. And it also seems like uh, it, it um, it's like reality TV. Uh-huh. But they didn't get the point where it's like you're supposed to make sh- you don't don't play to the camera, right? Because you can see that they're like like John is playing to the camera. Sometimes, I'll, well, sometimes I think a lot of the time he's playing to the camera yeah. when he's I actually talking. I think that's just how they are, though, too, because like it's funny. Like you see a lot of stuff with them early on when they were when it was when it was Beatlemania, yeah. like in like the the it's early sixties, which is so funny. Like sixty four, yeah, yeah, and this is sixty nine, and yeah, it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they're, they, their band was very, very short. Yeah, but it's but not even that, but just the fact of like how much they grew up in those five years, too. And also all of these, I think the oldest member at this point is 29. Yeah. It's 29 years yeah. old. Because George and it's was the like end of their career. 13 or whatever when he joined like the Quarrymen or yeah, something. Yeah. Like he it was really young. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, um, oh, when you see them in those like early interviews and stuff and like they're always just like cracking jokes and like yeah, little one-liners or whatever. kids. But it's like they're still like that. Yes. And I don't and I don't necessarily think that they're always playing to the camera. John definitely is sometimes. Yes. He's he's very much like the Jim Helpert. Like mm-hmm. he knows when the camera's on him and he's like, ah, making a thing or whatever. <laughs> but like I just even when they're just sitting around just talking about like whatever, Paul will like throw in these one liners and John will throw in these one liners and Yeah. And I and I don't think it's for the camera. I think it's that's just, just really how they are. they are. Yeah. Yeah. I they're, did see a clip of 
uh, I guess in maybe part two or three when they're like in the studio thing and like it looks like John pulls a joint out of his pocket just, and he like puts it that. back and then he does realize he's on camera. He's like, oh, oh wait, I can't do this. <laughs> We're on camera. Yeah. Yes. That was what I was about to mention. Yeah. Just like, yep. There you go. But so, it's, it's very, very cool. And, and to me... Like I want to watch it more than once. Oh yeah, because I already know that I've missed. I'm did you ever see that? I think it's Martin Scorsese did a like a very long George Martin or um, George Harrison, Harrison documentary. Have you ever seen that? I have not, but like I'm, I want to say it's like four hours. or you something. You know, like one thing's going to lead you down a path of uh-huh. like that thing, and right now, like this Beatles documentary is leading me down. Like I want to know more about these people. Like I, I, I read, uh, I read a, a biography of of John Lennon and being mm-hmm. like, oh, he's a fucking douchebag. Mm-hmm. But then just watching this, it's like, okay, I want to know what's like really going on because Yoko is like his security blanket. Yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of weird, but it's like, okay. And then like the dynamic between uh, John and Paul is like, Paul's like the leader kind of at this point. Well, he has that moment where he's like, I don't want to be the leader, but like. But nobody else. But no is. one else is stepping up here, so oh like I gotta God. keep making these decisions and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, the part where spoiler alert, I guess <laughs> where <laughs> break up where well yeah where George just like leaves. He's like I'm a just lot gonna of go. A lot of people were like or that I, like in in message boards that that I was I'm a part of were just like what what when did why like why yeah. did that happen? I mean like, you can nothing... see it. So I I will admit the when I was watching. I guess my when I was watching it in the third time that I was watching it, so like I had to watch part part one over three different viewings, okay, gotcha. just because like I just didn't have time to sit down for two and a half hours to mm-hmm. watch it at each time. When I was watching it for the third time, um, I think like I was getting like somebody was sending me memes and like I was texting with people and whatever, so like I wasn't totally paying attention the way that I should. Yeah, and I like looked up and it was the part where like they show George's diary yes. from the day and he was like <laughs> left the Beatles. He was like went to Twickenham, uh, had lunch, left the Beatles or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's very short like that. And I was like, what? hang on a second, I missed something in like those two minutes that I wasn't paying attention. And then I ended up rewinding about ten minutes maybe. And this is a obviously the the documentarian you know Peter Jackson whatever putting mm-hmm. this together, but they keep splicing all these parts together where it's like. Just Paul doing something, just John doing something, just John and Paul, just John and Paul, just John and Paul, just John and Paul, like in yep. different configurations. And then like Ringo's just kind of hanging out and then you kind of see George like looking at John and Paul of like, okay. Why am I here? So they keep doing that because oh, yeah. it is building this tension of like, boy, those two guys just seem to be doing everything. And 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 then all of a sudden George is like, well, there, there is a, There is a moment <laughs> where it's like George is like, just, just tell me what to play, and I'll play it. Oh, because they keep he get, he's getting on him about the get back thing. Yeah, too, and he's yeah, and then Paul Paul kind of came off as a dick too because he was like, "Wow, there's some like great lead players that are just like standing there, and then they just they just like don't do anything, and then they just play that one note. And it's so amazing or whatever." And it's like, cool. I'm George Harrison, and you're gonna tell me just to play one note. Great, okay, thanks. And like, and not that I think George like had this like big high concept of himself or whatever but i just think yeah you can see him being like you just want me to play one note or just get somebody else to play one note man like yeah it's like <laughs> get eric clapton then yeah which i think if that at some point they were like yeah yeah get my rival <laughs> <laughs> the, you know the guy who wants my wife was that it was that him? uh there's something about like, that wasn't yeah. layla like that song wasn't about george harrison's wife 
I think so. I could be wrong. Might be. Or something something along those lines, yeah. Okay. Let's get to like our songs. <laughs> we're not even talking about the Beatles in this one. And we're not. Maybe next week. Maybe. Who's up first? Um, I am. Okay. I guess that's how we do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. These are friends of mine. Cool. Um, from Pittsburgh originally, but now they all... Okay, so it's it's Derek Zanetti is the Homeless Gospel Choir, uh-huh. and it's been him. It was just him. For That's a what I, I don't know a ton about them, but like just tangentially, I was like, yeah, I always thought it was sort of just like one guy. Yes, and then after the record Normal, which is what we're talking about, the mm-hmm. actual title track Normal, um, he then formed a band and then put out a record twenty twenty. And then formed a band around that. And then he recently moved to Lancaster. Cool. So he, he lives down there now. Um, he was, he does, he's very like active uh-huh. in like his artwork. And I say artwork because it's not just music. It's, it's visuals and, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like they made a hot sauce, <laughs> which I'm like, that's so cool. Or is it hot? <laughs> where, yeah, where? that was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> But, like, I've been meaning to, like, have this song. I think this song is great. Mm-hmm. And it's more about, like, a meaning, I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll explain in it if you can't decipher it from the lyrics. I think you can. And and it it means something to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I'm trying to sell it. Like, come on, man, you just got to like this song. It's like, you don't have to like this song. Like, I don't really like the recording of this whole album uh-huh. because it's so disjointed. Mm-hmm. And even this recording is kind of like disjointed. Yeah. And I think that's just like the aesthetic that, that they're going for. Sure. So the whole album is produced by uh, Chris number two of Anti-Flag. Because mm-hmm. um, like they're best friends. Um, I think that Chris played some sort of instrument on this. Mm-hmm. And so Chris is all over this. Wait, um, can I pause for a second? Because yeah, yeah. that just reminded me of a thing. Did I send you that where the guy called into conservative radio? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yeah. said a bunch of punk bands? Yes, you sent it to me, and then I sent it to, like, everybody, <laughs> everybody I knew, knew <laughs> in, including Chris number two of Anti-Flag. I just because they say, he says about, like, they're just waving an anti-flag, maybe even, like, a black flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is very But the, the ending was great. This is like, well, I'm going to go uh, catch a real big fish. <laughs> or the one is like, man, it's just like a fallout, boy. <laughs> Or every time you blink, 182 kids just like vanish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, it just made me think of that. Yeah, yeah. I, that was, <laughs> everyone should look that up. Everyone should look that up. It's so great. I mean, if you're, yeah, everybody here knows what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And but by, by the way, I'm like, so I'm looking at the at the booklet, which looks like a what to you? Looks like a playbill. It looks like a playbill. Yes, it does because it it is. And then inside, it's like cast <coughs> Derek Zanetti himself orchestra and then orchestra meaning just like all the people who played on it mm-hmm. so chris barker who is chris number two mm-hmm. um the only other well no uh taylor queer i don't know how to pronounce let me see quieter uh where are we at it's here? the third name on the kw oh i was looking in the wrong spot der yeah quieter like Kreider, but with a w anyways uh, he plays drums he was he was the drummer in um oh, what was chris's other 20th band that he started um crap i can't white wives okay that was the band that that he it was a side project that he it was him it was the other chris from anti-flag it was it was uh, taylor tyler sorry 
Um, and then it was Roger, Roger Harvey, who was uh, our guitar player for a little bit, merch person before that. And then he just is himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Lyon Snow was a thing that he did. He did a whole bunch of stuff. He's from, he lives in Philadelphia now. Anyways, so go check out him. And then uh, Brandon Lehman. He, uh, he's a really great guitar player from Pittsburgh. Um, he was, I forget his band too. They just technically played their last show like last week mm. at Anti-Fest 2021. Um, but these are just like all friends, all these people that are, that are around AF records. Yeah. So, uh, none of these people are actually in the band anymore. Like yeah. as they, they never became permanent members oh, okay. of the band. Um, but uh, I believe that Mike Miller, who is in here as as the choir, mm-hmm. um, he is a person. He uh, he's from Harrisburg. Okay. So he he is in the band now, I believe, if I'm I'm remembering people correctly. And then I don't know anybody else in this band. But it's like it's an actual band now. It's not mm-hmm. just uh, Derek. So when he was doing early stuff, was it like early recordings was it a full band that he would just hire in or was it just like he would play all the things or was it more acoustic uh, it, it or whatever it was earlier records before this it's him and an acoustic guitar okay that's it um and he plays like really frantic uh, punk guitar but it's acoustic so mm-hmm. it's like really fast but yeah. like ding 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 yeah uh like that kind of rhythm a lot while then he just spouts information at you sure um and then this is kind of like some of these songs are leaning towards full band it, it it's like the the progression of like let's do this and i think that the way that they recorded this was just like oh you've got a song okay let's work through that song mm-hmm. like start to finish the song okay the song's done two weeks later hey we got another song let's like mm-hmm. start to finish so everything kind of is disjointed it's not like all right we've got these 10 songs let's do the drums mm-hmm. for all 10 songs so yeah. like the drums sound the same which if in my opinion if you're making an album a collection of songs you want everything to kind of fit together right where this may seem like a collection of songs mm-hmm. because the there's not a a distinctive sound to the whole thing mm-hmm. or at least that's my opinion of it so this is normal cool. oh the one thing that i wanted to say underneath all the lyrics it's like scene and then it kind of like explains like like here's a song but like this is what it's about so yeah. this is like a uh, scene adult me having a flashback to when i first found punk i didn't know what i was looking for but i was looking for something real the music was just a byproduct of it what I was looking for was community. What I was looking for was belonging. And what I was looking for was family and family I found. Cool. So like, I think that's like so cool. And mm-hmm. also that like the, the hook of this song, which we'll get to, and I'll pause it at that point, 20 minutes into this podcast. And now he looks better than ever. That's the hook. Yeah. You're never going to be normal. So you're never going to be normal because you're punk, mm-hmm. which then the whole song kind of just explains that that sediment, which I think is like, people's like, I just want to be normal, man. I just want to be normal. It's like, no, no, no. That's what makes you dumb. Yeah. It's like if it like to be normal, 
all, all the things that don't make you normal are the things that make you interesting right? and make you unique and make you you. So I think that that's the thing to take away mm-hmm. from this is like, I'm never going to be normal because I'm fill in the blank. Yeah. For him, it's punk. one what do you feel about the vocals being so far back yeah i wish it was a little bit further it sounds like he's standing like across the room from the mic all right i just want to go back a little bit because it's so dumb like you know like the 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 smallest thing is like the coolest thing Mm -hmm. that it's like i just want them like that's my favorite part my favorite part is the drum i I don't even want to call it fill but it's the cymbal stuff yeah. That that just <laughs> ding. Ding. yeah. Just that. That's the best part of this whole song. <laughs> Besides like the whole of it. Yeah. But like the this tiniest bit is just that. That's awesome. But they've like established the scene, established his feelings. Um and this is like verse one, verse two. Yeah. You could kind of consider it that yeah. lyrically because we haven't really got into the choruses. Like, you're never going to be normal. And, the songs end, we just and then finding that music that's yours. Yeah. So, because I haven't heard anything else other than this song. Yeah. And this didn't totally grab me. And I think part of it is because it sounds like just generic punk song. Okay. But now I'm wondering if that's more on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's talking about being a punk and, like, talking about it history, like his history with it and different yeah. stuff. And so maybe it is just, like, just going to write, like, a pretty straightforward, like, by-the-numbers punk song. Maybe. I think a lot of his songs and, like, are there's nothing similar to that. wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, it, but I think that's maybe part of what didn't grab me because there wasn't anything, like, super unique about it. Not that it's a bad song. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. Know. Kind of. Like it's, it's a very good punk song. Yeah. I think it's the hit off of this record. Yeah. And maybe like that's part of it, it, too. Like, it sounds like a hit song, in a way. Yeah. And again, like, drawing inspiration, he mentions Green Day and tapes and, like, different yep. stuff and, like, whatever. Like, yeah. It kind of reminds me, Just, right? it, it fits into that, like... I don't know, the tape, the tape stop. Yeah. I think it's super cool. Um, the... It talks about the music, right? Uh-huh. Where my favorite later Weezer song, which is uh, My Heart Songs, okay. the whole song is just like spouting off like music. Mm-hmm. like And then when he discovered Nirvana and then how he decided to like create his own music and then get on David Geffen's record label and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that song is just like so cool because it's it's kind of the the idea of this podcast is like let's share music with each other yeah um that whole song is just like and sorry um i don't even know if anyone can hear that i don't know um so the 
like this is where my musical tastes were from here to 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 here and the way that that weezer song does it is like really interesting because like you don't you have to like pick the references you have to know the references right like like they don't actually say it's this song by this artist right it's like that cat named stevens it's like you got to know who that is to understand that that line yeah but in this that's like you know it's like i was playing my green day tape and like you know when the song was over i just rewind it because like love that song i just want to listen to it over and over and over again yeah because and also putting it into a a time where it's just like oh yeah it was on tape Mm -hmm. you had a tape he collects tapes as well like still currently yeah he's he's one of those guys (laughs) who's collecting tapes i think this is actually probably out on tape somewhere probably that just your explanation of that reminded me. Do you know the song Tamara is a punk by the queers? No. It's not exactly the same, but he's basically just talking about this he likes this girl Tamara and she's punk. He's mm-hmm. trying to impress her and he's like listening off all these bands that he knows and pl- has played with and different stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it just kind of reminded me of that. But he's like I've seen Black Flag, I've seen The Germs and I've jammed with GG2. Mm-hmm. Um even to open up for the Ramones, something something. But he just keeps like making all these references of like yeah. bands that he knows or like has listened to or whatever. And she's like, but she's punk. And she doesn't, like, she's just trying to impress her. She doesn't care. She's punk. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wish she was my girl, but like whatever. There's, um, uh, a Jimmy world song. Uh, I think it's called crimson clover or maybe it's not, but it, that's no, they, in there. they sing that in there. That's in, yeah. Um, but all that whole section is just, uh, quotes of yeah. other. What is that song called? I just listened to it the other day. Uh, the praised, appraised chorus. There it is. A yeah. praise chorus, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that whole section is just uh-huh. like, and then that you're also like, oh, cool. References to other things that yeah. that could lead you there. Yeah. This is like. And played it with my heart. So, that whole thing, it, it, it kind of focuses just on the acoustic guitar and his voice because that's mm-hmm. kind of like how he started. Yeah. Right, so I think that's that's a, an aesthetic thing. Yeah, you're gonna you need to go take a. Phone I gotta call. take a phone call from my doctor. I'm sorry. And pause. For physical therapy. <laughs> so my legs all jacked up. Which I think we did. We talked about it here. I don't know. Well, like you're, I don't know. Nine months ago, my leg was also jacked up. So everything's jacked up. Pre- yeah. Well, that's old. that's true. Old and fat and broken. Yep. That's, um. My yeah, album's got a, name. Got a <laughs> minute left. Yeah. And caught inside my car and I started driving. It also has kind of a um, bright eyes feel. Okay. Kind of. Just random things. I don't think they had it's like just sing whatever. Just just here's here's the yeah. thing, just sing that. By the way, um the recording studio was smaller than this room. Yeah. Probably like a fourth of this room. Because hmm. like that it, it is recorded at AF Records the two two spots ago. Yeah. So it's always a, a it's always a, a a moving entity. Sure. But it was like in one spot, very small room. Um, where the computer is in the same room as the drums and everything, and then moved to a different spot, and now they just like get, bought a building somewhere else. So like now they have like oh it's it's more of a, a dedicated space. Yeah. 
similarly similarly to the Beatles space. Yeah. Not really at all. Yeah. Cool. So that is Normal by the Homeless Gospel Choir. When's this album from? When? Yeah. Um, 2018? Okay. I was just curious because you mentioned they had released one last year. Yeah, they released one in 2020. Um, 2017. Okay. And produced by Chris Number Two Parker. Nice. And the album cover is puppets, but maybe the puppets from um. They look like the ones, sort of like uh, the ones from Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers, and then on the back, he's the backdrop is the same as his shirt, so nice. he blends in. And he's got eight and arms. He, <laughs> yes, he's got eight arms, and they're all holding different. Well, I guess they're not different. They're just in different places. Is it the same know. puppet in different spots? Um, same two puppets. Nah, there's two that are that are doubled. That also explains on the back of the uh, the back of the playbill. Uh huh. Is like a little drawing of the two the, puppets. Yeah. Because I saw that when you were like holding it up, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then it's like you know he's got thank yous in there, mm-hmm. and then it's like listen to these bands, and then like oh love it. Yeah, and then it's like read. Uh, Howard Zinn, People's History of the United States of America, and then reread it until you're angry enough to do something about it. Okay. I've heard that's a good book. I, I have it, and I've, uh, I have gave it to my son to read, and he read some of it. Yeah. I don't know exactly how much he got, but like when he gave it back to me, it was wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a brand new book when I gave yeah. it to him. It was just like, yeah, don't don't give... I don't loan out books or music anymore because I've gotten... They just get wrecked. Both back, yeah. All right. And not from teenage boys, but like from <laughs> adult friends of mine. Yeah. Are we taking a pause? Nah. We're just going to keep going? All we do is pause for one second and pretend like we've taken like a big pause anyway. Well, we do... We pause, but like the people at home are just like... Never hear you, pause, yeah. So never hear fine. a pause. Let's keep... Let's power through. Power through. Okay. So, uh... You so look, happy Hanukkah. Probably, I think Hanukkah is now over at this point as people are hearing this. So this... It'll just be this over. This is the first Tuesday of December. Yeah. And as of the recording, it is the first full day of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would that be one, two, three, seven? This is... I just ended yesterday. Okay. So happy belated Hanukkah. Yeah, I mean, technically, I could flip these and put this out. Yeah, I thought about that, but that's all right. Yeah, and then we could talk about um, um, Stay by Lisa Loeb as covered by (laughs) Dave Grohl. That was weird, man. But it's awesome. At first, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Oh, he's just going to do it this way. And then then when the death metal comes in, it's like, oh, my God, (laughs) it's so good. And and then uh, they did this last year. Um. The same people, Dave Grohl, and, and I forget what the guy's name is. He, like, produced Adele, I think. Oh. Um, I don't know. Anyways, uh-huh. that guy. And then they're doing it this year as well. So they'll re- they'll release eight cover songs. Oh, cool. So I don't know what today's cover song is going to be. So, oh, but and they're all by, like, Jewish artists. Oh, okay. So um, I know that, like... Um, oh, he does one a night. Yeah. Oh, cool. Eight cool, crazy cool. nights of yeah, yeah, covers yeah. From, cool. from him and <laughs> nice. that other guy. <laughs> And the first was Lisa Loeb's Stay. It was so good. <laughs> so, I mean, it's for me, it's just like, it, like I probably wouldn't listen to it on its own. Sure. But like as a cover song from somebody who I really like, mm-hmm. it's just like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. So this is uh, 
pink martini. Were you aware of these guys before? I was not. But then I'm like, wait, are we doing a Christmas episode or ho- ho- holiday? Uh, well, holiday. you were all into spooky season the whole month of October. I was like, <laughs> do some holiday tunes, man. I thought about that, and then like, wait, but the next episode we'll do. I'll is do not. A, I'll do a couple. I'll probably end up doing a couple. Like after next episode, we're doing. We'll spoil it. I guess we're doing covers because it's our fiftieth. And that's kind of a milestone, and we try to do them every 10, although I don't think we totally... Maybe we hit that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but this is Pink Martini. They've been around since the mid-'90s, actually. Um, to me, in a way, other than the other than the, the covers aspect of things, they're sort of like postmodern jukebox before postmodern jukebox. So pre-modern. Yeah, pre-modern. So, or or maybe just modern jukebox. Yeah. But like in the way that they kind of meld... Maybe like early postmodern jukebox. Anyway, but just in the way that they kind of meld like we've got these like old jazz influences and old pop music influence. Like and when I say pop music, I mean like from like the 20s and 30s Okay, pop music. And then like which is also jazz and some other stuff. And then also like a little bit of classical things. It just kind of like we're doing that thing before. And then obviously postmodern jukebox did it, but just with covers. But anyway... I forget when I became aware of them. Like I kind of knew some different stuff that they had. And then when I was teaching elementary school music um, in, I think, the fourth grade book that we use at our district, or at least used to use, uh, had this song, Ocho Candelicas, in it. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's a Spanish song about Hanukkah. I wonder why. And then you kind of like dive in a little bit more, and it's like, oh, a lot of the Jews, when they had to leave Israel, settled in spanish-speaking areas or areas that eventually became spain and stuff and so you get like the sephardic portion of jewish people and different things Mm -hmm. and so this this is technically not in spanish it's technically in ladino which is a mixture of hebrew and spanish although it sounds spanish yeah when i um go ahead when i pulled it up and looked at the lyrics um first off the lyrics were silent night and I was like, that doesn't make sense at all. Um, and then when, yeah, and then, but then the first verse was in German. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like German at all. Yeah. So. So the person who wrote this, I looked her up. Because mm-hmm. I've seen, like, it's attributed, it's not just like a, um, like a traditional kind of song, I guess. Okay. Um, the person, I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's Flory is her first name, and then Jagoda maybe with a J or Hagoda. I guess she's Bosnian, so maybe it's like Jagoda. She's a Bosnian Jewish-born American guitarist, composer, and singer-songwriter, and she was known for her composition and interpretation of Sephardic songs, uh, Judo Español, Ladino songs, and the Bosnian folk ballads Sevdalinka. So there you go. That's a little bit about her. But she wrote this tune in like the 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. not totally sure anyway but it's kind of a cool tune um i would teach it when i was teaching elementary music like i said um we would usually use like boom whackers and stuff because that was kind of fun um and then they got to like sing in a different language and we would learn how to s- count and we would talk about like the, i you know if i had any students that spoke spanish we would say how do you count from one to eight in spanish mm-hmm. or if they didn't know i would just teach them that and then we would look at or talk about these words and how it's like real close because again, it's not strictly Spanish. It's like a mixture of Hebrew and Spanish. So, gotcha. 
Cool. You want to play a little bit? A little bit. It's like maybe two minutes and 17 yeah. seconds. And this is off their holiday album, Joy yeah. of the World, from 2010. Right, sounds like Spanish. Yeah. So can you pause a second? Yeah. So when I was looking this up, to to play there's like two versions on spotify and one's from the album and one's i think just like a single mm-hmm. and the single has listed um so first of all their singers they have two female singers i think is like their primary singers this is obviously not one of them mm-hmm. and the one version that i saw said about ari shapiro listed as the as like just as like an extra person i was like oh he's probably the singer and i was like wait a second ari shapiro that name sounds really familiar do you know the name ari shapiro i don't but I know the last name Shapiro. Okay. Well, anyway, so Ari Shapiro is on NPR. <laughs> he's on All Things Considered, and he's like a White House correspondent, and or has been for NPR or whatever. He's like he's an NPR guy. Okay. And then I was like, this can't be the same. And then you scroll down, and like in his career or whatever, at the bottom, it's like, uh, or no, early on since twenty since two thousand nine, Shapiro has been a regular guest singer with the band Pink Martini. <laughs> He appears on several of their albums and like has performed with them all over the place. And then in 2019, he and Alan Cummings started a, a cabaret show on Fire Island and different stuff. And I'm like, that is the same guy. That's so cool. And now listening to it, knowing that it's him, I can hear. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the guy you can hear on All Things Considered in the afternoons on NPR. So okay. it's just kind of cool. Interesting. Muchas fiestas for and now you can hear a female singer singing along. The lyrics, by the way, I should have talked about. I, I, from what I remember from teaching this like 12 years ago in elementary school, the first part is just like eight little candles for me to light. And whatever then they sing through the numbers and then the second part is like we're gonna have a party and the third part is like here's some food yeah well that's what this part means sage is the sage instead of sace yes that's one of the differences I like this album too. I'm not huge into like holiday music. I like when people do different takes on stuff. Yeah. And so like they, the way that they do most of the things on their holiday album is kind of cool. Yeah, it's just kind of fun. It is fun. Fun, fun. Yeah. Until your daddy takes your T-bird away. Cool. That's fun, fun, fun. If you only go fun, fun, he doesn't have enough reason to 
<laughs> to take the take deeper. Like, ah, one more of those. Yeah. It's gone. Now I want to like look up Thunderbird in the car. Cool. Because <laughs> whatever. All right, man. Cool. Or humans. Peoples. Thanks for listening, folks. Yeah. Find us on the social media things. Facebook. iTunes podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. Discord. Yes, please join the Discord. Have some discourse awesome. on the Discord. Is it awesome? It Actually, is. it's kind of cool. It, it I is. I like when people engage on there. Oh, my God. I so. never do. I just like reading stuff. You need to because... So, Christian, he uh, he posted something, which... Like if you if you if you're in the Discord, you won't realize the 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 absurdity of it. Um, he texted me on Tuesday of uh-huh. last week, um, and is like, "You need to put up the thing now," because I I am always late putting up because I have like there's a there's a thread for each episode, uh-huh. um, and and I don't it's not like my, on my the top of my to do list, right? Just like the Facebook thing went up yesterday sunday <laughs> or two weeks ago or something like that yeah. yeah it's really bad um but he's like and i'm like all right it's up and he's like all right i'm pulling over <laughs> these are in text messages uh-huh. and i'm like why are you pulling over dude be safe and then he's like it's gonna it's gonna sound so dumb and then he posted a thing about last week's or two weeks ago episode uh-huh. according yeah with yeah. time with time dilations um and you guys can go to the discord and figure out what he said <laughs> and then i'm like you know what you're kind of right it does yeah yeah so yeah that's that's what goes on on the discord uh-huh. and you can make friends there and share music with other people yeah because we want you to share music not just our music but what what do you like share with people all right cool we're done okay bye bye